What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Apartment 113 podcast, where we talk with cool folks in the cannabis and psychedelics industry to learn about their projects and celebrate their successes. My name is Rob Sanchez, and this is episode 21. We're joined today by Aubrey Amatelli. Aubrey is the founder and CEO of PayRio. She has a great background in finance working at JP Morgan before starting PayRio as a payment solution for the cannabis space and other high-risk industries. They offer zero-cost credit and debit card processing, among other services. Find out more at payrio.co and follow them on Instagram at payrio underscore HQ. Enjoy the show. Aubrey, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Definitely. Good to have you on. And um, I think it's a long time in the making since uh, Rainy Benzinga. (laughs) <laughs> yes, it was. It was definitely a rainy, rainy weekend that week, but it was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was a really great event <laughs> to see the industry and the, the turnout and maybe the rain forced some networking that wouldn't have happened otherwise. Yes, I am thankful for the rain. Well, on the industry side, you have definitely been making a, a name here and making the conference circuit, attending Benzinga and you know, showing up at a few other places across the states. When did PayRio really enter the payment space for cannabis? Funny you asked. I actually was looking back at my incorporation date. Uh, we incorporated May, uh, the end of May 2022. So we just celebrated our one-year anniversary of incorporation. Hey, and happy so, birthday. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but, you know, since, since launch, it took a lot of time developing the company, researching the technology, and going through my process to ensure that when we got had our first customer come on board, they were in the best place they could possibly be in terms of cannabis payments. So we entered the payment space. Our first transaction was in November of 2022. Okay, great. Wow, coming Even coming up on the anniversary there. Yes, and exactly. It's cannabis, CBD, or it's it's a cannabis rec and med, but also CBD and health and wellness industries, right? Other high risk verticals. Exactly. When I launched PayRio, I wanted to be um, so I wanted to support industries that I was passionate about, and cannabis being one of them. But we also do CBD, ecom. We work with the deltas, kratoms. Uh, we just broke into cannabis and hemp seeds, and are now well on our way of uh, supporting dozens of seed companies. Uh, Psilocybin, we have our first psilocybin company coming on board and are also touching ketamine treatment centers. So everything health and wellness, um, high risk, but all of um, the space that I'm very passionate about. Right, right. Kind of being able to combine two passions into work is definitely the goal, right? Not, Mm -hmm. Not always easily done. How, how did you get started in the financial realm? I know that you have a, uh, an excellent career background on non-cannabis um, financial industries. Uh, really, what was the, the evolution there? or How did you end up in finance? Yeah, that's a great question and, and kind of a, a really cool story. So I was born and raised in the Silicon Valley. I always say startups are in my blood, um, but I grew up in Silicon Valley went off to college on the East Coast, 
uh, went to get my MBA in Hawaii, but then ended up back in the Silicon Valley to start my career. Um, there, I worked for a fast-growing startup uh, right in the heart of San Francisco during the Daily Deal boom, where Groupon and Living Social were some of the bigger companies. I don't know if you remember Daily Deals back when you could, you know, 25 right. for 50 at a restaurant. Right. Um, so the company I worked for called Bloom Spot was number three in the industry. And it was a wild ride, you know, being part of the first dozen employees all the way through when they got acquired by JP Morgan. Um, oh, and wow. there, yeah, and there, that is where I entered into the financial world. So um, going from Definitely selling, you know, yeah, selling, you know, 25 for $50 gift certificates to restaurants or nail salons to now being part of a very big financial corporation. Um, but that was, that was one of the best, that was such a great uh, blessing for me uh, because at that time I was just starting to have uh, children. I have three now, but my first was born right before that acquisition. So Going um, into JP Morgan was just a really great place to be, a really secure job. And good timing. Um, yeah, it was really great timing. Hmm. Um, and then, you know, they folded our daily deal company into their payments division. So after uh, about a I was year, ask about yeah, the acquisition. Exactly. So they wanted to do uh, daily deals for the card issuers, like Chase Sapphire card holders could do, you know, spend $25, get $50 to Bed Bath & Beyond. And so their idea was to bring daily deals in-house. Um, but after about okay. a year, JP Morgan just decided they no longer wanted to pursue that. So they had this really amazing company and they said, where should we put them? And they put us in the payments division. Um, and that's really where my love for payments started. Um, I was at that time, you know, cold calling 100 small businesses a day and you know over 11 putting years in the work. yeah putting in the work but <laughs> worked my way up and was yes. a, you know at the end was leading a large um, sales and relationship management team for the western u.s and their uh, mid-market and enterprise group so just a really great ride at jp morgan and um just i always say almost like the Harvard of education for payments because JP Morgan is the largest credit card processor in the world. And I got to learn from the best during my time there. It's a really good arena to, to, to learn and, and adjust. Yeah. It kind of, do you think that it, uh, you would agree then with the statement that maybe you don't follow your passions, but you become passionate about what you work on or what you do? Like, or did you so, have plans yeah. for payments and financial <laughs> interests no. earlier? <laughs> I did not. I always joke, you know, I really had, I had no clue or didn't care what happened after I swiped my card. Uh, but that small that was millisecond, yeah, that small <laughs> millisecond of technology is exactly what I've been talking about for my entire career since I was, you know, acquired by JP Morgan. So that millisecond is the sweet sauce to what we do even today at PayRio. Yes. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's so, um, it's interesting that the, the feature is only during that millisecond or those few moments of, of interaction, but it's so essential and actually kind of that finishing stamp, right? Absolutely required for transactions across the board. 
Exactly. We're all waiting to see if our card is approved or declined, right? And that approval right. or decline is exactly what the technology I've been selling my whole career does. So I did fall into payments, but I am so passionate about it now. Uh, payments is just such right. an ever-evolving uh, technology, and and that's what's so fun about it. I'm still learning something every single day, and that hasn't stopped since J.P. Morgan. You know, I went into the payments division at J.P. Morgan, and that's what keeps it exciting. I mean, I was part of able to support the launch of Apple Pay. Um, at JP Morgan, I was also part of when all the cards started to accept chips, right? The chip technology mm, and credit okay. cards. And then, and then on to when buy now, pay later technology was released. I was in, an integral part of working with one of the largest buy now, pay later companies to build their payment strategy. So it's, you know, payments are much more than swiping your card and getting that approval, but it was fun. Right. It's been fun to be part of the evolution of payments and you have a front row seat in that. And now that's, you know, what PayRio is doing is we're, we're really get a front row seat in, in educating and empowering dispensaries to not only accept debit, but credit card. And it's been, it's been so fun. It's been right. a and actually ride. acting as a, like a next step in that payment history. Now PayRio is helping to contribute to it rather than uh, as you've seen it evolve too throughout. That's, that's exactly. excellent when an industry, well, when, when you can find a home in an industry like that, I just, I feel the same way about software and the, on the cannabis space as well. And out mm-hmm. of maybe more of necessity and just the way life worked out and not like a, original plans or intentions. Exactly. Always, always exactly. good there. Yeah, I, I so, got my, I got my degree in marketing and here I am, you know, running a, a payment company, but Hey, it works. Yeah, I was originally going to be a biologist. I don't know why. I don't know how I got involved in software now. <laughs> yeah, that's a big that's a big swing. That's awesome. It's been a journey there. Yeah, the on the uh, on the cannabis side though, uh, how about your origins there and kind of your your story with the the cannabis industry, maybe as it stands now or or cannabis as it was in the in the before times. Yeah, it's 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 funny you ask. I was just having a conversation with a good friend of mine about my history with cannabis, and it did not start when I launched PayRio. Um, I was actually, you know, involved. Um, my my ex husband and my kid's father um, grew grew cannabis way back when, in in the early two thousands when I met him, and so was involved in, in, you know, helping or part of those grows, um, throughout the time that, you know, we've been together and and had children. So, you know, I saw him be wildly successful financially doing home grows under the lights to, you know, everything changing with, um, and him not being able to, to sell anymore because of the masses. So was involved, you know, early on and kind of saw the swing of his cannabis career change. Um, and then, you know, just I've been passionate about the plant um, myself. So fast forward, uh, COVID, uh, you know, I picked up gardening and included in that garden were six plants. And I have grown six plants every summer since outdoor. Lucky to be in California where I can do that and not worry about it. Um, so yes. been a grower myself and, you know, a user. Um, I consume cannabis, you know, uh, after the kiddos go to bed is a great way to relax and wind down and go to sleep. So 
passionate about the plant, love the industry, have seen the industry evolve um, from the early days and, and happy to now uh, be able to just really immerse myself in the community and help it out. Right, right. That's a, that's awesome, man. Yeah, quite a quite an experience there coming through the with a cultivation background. I I still think uh, the the one way to really appreciate the community and what the industry is is to get your hands in the dirt and you know actually see the actually see the plant grow and kind of understand what's all at the at the core of everything we're doing. I know there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of ancillary businesses and and things on the side that are necessary to the industry. But um, seeing the plant and, and interacting with it on that cons- consumer level is the best way to learn. Exactly. Yeah, this <laughs> year I'm actually growing from seed. So Great. I yeah. have six, six little babes right here on my office desk getting some sun. Um, Just getting started or they all uh, pop successfully? Uh, you know, I had, <laughs> it's funny, I had seeds from two different seed banks. Um, so three, three for each. Uh, three of them are not thriving and three of them are thriving. So mm. I'm getting starting to learn a little bit more about genetics now. Right. And, and that, you know, cause all the clones are look the same and they look beautiful at the dispensary and that's what I've grown. Uh, but this is the first year with seeds. So now I'm getting to know a little bit more about the genetics and the strength of those as well, which is kind of Yeah. Cool. The seed is definitely good to get. Uh, well, first of all, you might be able to find some good chemotypes like different representations of that cultivar that wouldn't be in the clone by popping from seed some things could be mm-hmm. better or more unique that's always good and then the um just being able to see that everything grow the whole way is i think a different experience too than starting from a nice fully developed clone is exactly nothing it's against been- starting from clones of course but the seed popping is the traditional way for sure Yes, I think, you know, I'll see what survives out of the six. Um, this is really testing my green thumb. Uh, Are but, you container uh, growing then or is it going right into the ground? So I pop the seeds and I put them in kind of a pre-populated like little like dirt puck, if that makes sense. And then they I got the little seeds to pop um, and then I put those into a larger kind of square. You know, once the roots were pushing out, now I transplant them into a bigger um square container that i got my tomatoes in i know this is really grassroots here so now they're in a larger (laughs) square and once they grow enough in these then i'm going to pop them into the dirt outside so nice yeah some fun that's that's got to be great to have a a joint and a, and a salad. Everything's coming from, <laughs> exactly. from the backyard. Exactly. Tons of tomatoes. I grow not only cannabis every year, but a full, our entire salad bowl. And all the veggies we eat in the summer come from the garden outside. So Nice. That's the way yeah. to do it. Yeah, take advantage of that weather. Jealous of that here in Nevada. You, uh, <laughs> anything you try to plant uh, is just a exercise Aww. in patience and eventually disappointment. It's a way too hot for gardening. I've tried that a few times outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> so when Payrio began uh, and you first took your kind of cannabis background and understanding and the financial background that you had, um, was it difficult to come up with the or to, to bring the vision to reality and really get the product created or... Uh, how long was that process kind of from ideation, I ha- I'm thinking about starting this cannabis com- payments company, to really making that first client or first transaction and 
in or a corporation in 2022? Yeah, so I would say I love I would be so proud to say that I've built the technology from scratch, but in the payment space what's very unique is that um, you know, a lot of payments companies partner with with strong processors and strong banks. So, um, for example, Square. Square is actually um, a partner with J.P. Morgan on the back end with the processing and the banking. Um, so the way we set up is we found a processor and a bank partner, just the way Square set up. So what I did do I in, the, in my um, research over the six months before launching was find the absolute best technology to support cannabis in a fully cannabis, CBD, and alternative medicines in a fully compliant manner. Um, and that's how, you know, the company was born. Right. So once you kind of can arrange that, that rail or that payment method, mm-hmm. then it's more, it starts to become more about, uh, marketing all the fun stuff, right? Getting exactly. out on the ground. Exactly. <laughs> Taking my, after I, I didn't mention, but after I, I left JP Morgan to become the chief revenue officer to FinTech and really learned how to run a rev org in a startup world, right? And and that's exactly what we're doing is, is leading with marketing, um, growing revenue, and then ultimately, you know, recycling our revenue into the company to help the company grow. So I'm, you know, that's exactly how we launch is find the right platform, find the right base, and launch it with a, with a great sales team. And now, you know, slowly, slowly adding marketing, finance, and all the other aspects. I see. So kind of looking at expanding the feature set there, the services with scale. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Excellent. That's always good when the business reaches that point. You know, you, you know, you made some good decisions along the way and are started on the right path. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> how about the branding for PayRio? Was there uh, some deliberation there or how did the decisions go down there? For our listeners, uh, the PayRio branding is a very vibrant pink and in bright blue coloring that uh, I think really pops in on the conference floor from when I when I met you guys and I think um, looks good on the on the website for sure. How did you come to those oh, conclusions? Thank you. You know, it's I when I launched the company, I envisioned the neon pink sign, you know, with the green backdrop, right? And and that's kind of the vision. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to bring in blue for, you know, Rio, meaning river and water and just flow and life. And so uh, very quickly, blue and pink became our colors. Um, the hats, the hats, uh, there's a local um, woman in Danville, California, where I live, who makes these amazing hats for my son's soccer team, different colors. Uh, oh, okay. But I reached out to her and I said, hey, here's my company. We're blue. We're pink. I would love to have a hat that said Pay Rio. We're going to MJ BizCon. This was back in November, so very early on. And she came up you know, with the first prototype of our blue hat. And then from there, um, I just thought to myself, these are awesome colors. And we should, as a team, always wear the hats and the colors at conferences because we don't have a marketing budget. So what better way to market than to, um, you know, have our, our team be the marketing, a walk, like a walking billboard. Yeah. Right. Use some real estate on your head. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah. That's turned out great. It's good. It's interesting to hear how the, the origins of like branding and coloring 
and things like that. How about the logo for PayRio with a P in a uh, bubble or um, a kind quotation? Of like a teardrop, maybe, a, a, or a, a water drop, right? Upside down. Um, honestly, I can see it. <laughs> I, just, I just went on a logo making website. I forget the one that was called, but the company name Dug in. in. And, and just, you know, out popped this P and the colors came. Um, I didn't pick those. Uh, I just kind of auto-generated the font. I love the Poppins font. And I was at, you know, self-funded company from start to even till today. Awesome. So, you know, I thought this is a great logo. I need to launch this. Um, you know, if I want to come back to my logo in the future and actually pay some, you know, pay someone to find fine tune it that'd be great but you know what i i fell in love and i'm so proud of that you know logo and i think it works so yeah, yeah that's definitely how that does came. <laughs> definitely does so the with the business all made and the branding ready to go um, entering the market did you choose specific states first or did you have some some partnerships or kind of like businesses already um, picked out that were ready to try pay rio we did not so we did not we just wanted to support any state where it was medically or recreationally legal Um, and that was where the efforts of cold calling and going back to my roots Um, my very first first employee Chase he's done an amazing job he spent months you know cold calling and, and getting in the dispensaries and we just that's the way we, we learned that, you know, cold calling is great, but getting to events and shaking hands and meeting people is, is even better. And cannabis, this industry is all about trust. And so earning their trust and showing up uh, is, 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 is number one. So it's been an evolution, but we're, we're open to any state that uh, wants to process payments in cannabis. So we're in 18 states across the country and growing. And, wow. Okay. Uh, it's been, yeah. It's been a wild ride. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And it's definitely interesting to point out that uh, with the industry requiring trust, how some of the conferences and the things like that have um, almost a dual purpose at times to both learn and and be involved in the industry, but also just to show that you are uh, who you say you are on the website, right? Or you are representing yourself. Those kinds of things are uh, always buried in there. How has the conference circuit been for you this year? With Pay Rio, having fun so far or learning a lot, meeting some good yeah. folks. We sponsored Benzinga um, in Miami, and we're going to sponsor again in Chicago. We already have everything set up for MJ Biz, BizCon, uh, and we're considering being a sponsor at Lyft in San Francisco. Uh, but we are attending, uh, without sponsoring, multiple events uh NECAN in massachusetts was one uh, hall of flowers emerald cup awards so we're getting out there and meeting, the, meeting yep. the customers and supporting the industry any way we can excellent yeah it's always good um on that tour or on that conference journey uh, seeing the different regional industries and regional markets the products and things there and uh getting to talk with the folks it's this you know it's the same industry overall but there's still those regional differences and um, market differences exactly and uh, living in california of course you're spoiled with the industry there uh, it's uh, a <laughs> that's a hard that's a hard baseline to compare against 
California <laughs> and LA is a legacy industry, so it has a lot of deep relationships with, with all the vendors they have, right? And so coming in and supporting the business businesses in any way we can and negotiating that with them giving us the opportunity to support them, even if it's a, as a credit only solution, has been amazing. So yes, we're very fortunate to be here and it's wonderful to support local dispensaries. I love always being able to drive out and and help onboard them in person and meet the staff. Definitely going where the work is is uh it has a lot of value. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's and it's got to be cool to buy uh to buy some cannabis for for consumption using a payment service that you provided as well. That's something something very refreshing there. Yes, it's the best. It really is. Right. It's just like, I guess we should have added that to the, to that ideal of smoking homegrown cannabis and eating a homegrown salad. Uh, maybe your, your joint is infused with some concentrate you purchased as well exactly. <laughs> through your own payment rail. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the whole ecosystem. Right. Mm-hmm. You just need some fish swimming around down there. <laughs> yeah, I do. I did actually just get some, a couple fish for the house. For the nice. So you mentioned a few different types of payment methods. What are the types that PayRio offers? And could you give listeners kind of a, uh, maybe a distinction between the two as well? Yeah, so we, uh, there's two offerings. One is we support dispensaries um, and we empower them to accept credit and debit cards through our physical terminal. So all transactions are card present, meaning the chip technology is used in the transactions process. Um, The way we support dispensaries through that terminal is, we say normalizing payments. So uh, the customer comes in, inserts their chip card, cues a receipt, signs with their finger, or sorry, chooses a chip, signs with their finger, gets a receipt and goes. It's no different like um, we're used to checking out at a coffee shop or pizza shop or even Target. So we're normalizing the payments there. And the sweet sauce of what we're doing that is fully compliant is behind the scenes, that millisecond of technology that I, that I talked about earlier. The way that the funds are flowing are um, very unique and proprietary to our solution. And uh, we are enabled dispensaries to, their customers can use Visa, MasterCard, Discover, Amex, which is really cool. So that's one piece of our business and one that's thriving. One of the only card present credit card processing, credit and debit card processing solutions in the industry right now. Uh, and the other piece of our business is all e-com based. So we support everything okay. non-THC in the e-commerce setting. So ancillary products, CBD, the Deltas, Kratom, cannabis seeds, as I mentioned, hemp seeds, psilocybin, ketamine. All of that is card not present, like plugging into the different companies' websites. Um, And we're very passionate about that because those industries are considered high risk and many processors take advantage of those industries because they're considered high risk by offering Hmm. them, you know, double the cost that we would charge or we are able to charge for those. So we're able to save a lot of,
and we also provide a very safe place for them to land. A lot of the e-commerce companies tend to get dropped by their processor or their bank without any warning. And with us, that doesn't happen. Uh, we do all underwriting up front. So once they get signed on board, they are in a safe place and will not lose their processing capabilities ever. Yeah, so, I built a, uh, I was working on an integration with a payments company that I won't mention now because when, I was, when we were almost done with it, it was dropped. Yeah, uh, it happens uh, all the time. Always good to waste some dev hours. Uh, <laughs> well, let so, us, yeah. let's chat after this. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the yeah, on the ecom side is very interesting. So, does Payrio um, uses a plugin, or it, you integrate then with their with their websites or with different uh, software around the retail side? Yeah, so we integrate to dozens of gateways. Um, and, okay. and so in our solution, uh, we also have a gateway of our own. So it plugs into Wix and WordPress. Uh, we can even plug into Shopify through a gateway. So, so every website on the e-commerce side needs a gateway in order to plug into a processor. And we're that processor. So all we have to do is make sure we have solid integrations to multiple gateways to give our customers uh, the opportunity to choose whatever website and gateway they want. Um, and so I see. successful in that we've been able to support um, all, of the, all of our customers that have come to the table in whatever configuration between website and gateway they come to us with. Right, kind of having the many, many inputs to get to that, to that business unit or to that kind of uh, that service. gateway to plug you know to plug into our processing and can really hold hands with them um along yeah, the i see from end to end, so. kind of get things started still or or really spin up the website if they don't have it yet exactly great yeah are there any uh any kind of uh innovations or advancements in fintech or in payment processing that you've seen on the horizon or that that you think may be around the corner or something you're excited for in payments? I'm really excited, and I could speak for a lot of us, for you know the Safe Banking Act to pass. We think when the Safe Banking Act passes, it's going to open up the world of cannabis to um, allow them to take advantage of the normal credit card processing rails um, and process payments the same way. Every other industry just kind does. of can join everyone else and and follow the industry standards. Exactly, and I for you know cannabis is newer to digital payments, and so it might not be anything new for you know for normal you know industries that aren't considered high risk. But for cannabis, the Safe Banking Act and processing credit cards through what I air quote the normal rails is very innovative for the industry and. That's where huge my expertise, step, right? yeah, it's a huge step and where my expertise at J.P. Morgan lies. And we're already ready and building the tech to support that. Um, and so uh, awesome. I'm just, I'm just really happy to be in the space at this time. So when the Safe Banking Act does pass, uh, all of our customers can have the choice to stay on the current platform or potentially move to the new platform. Right. Be ready to pivot and take advantage of the, the new landscape as it continues to change in the cannabis world. Exactly. 
<laughs> it's definitely a, it's been a very fun industry to, to work in in that regard. I can't imagine uh, an industry or being in one that doesn't change yearly now. I would feel <laughs> like, hey, is this is this really how it is? Are you sure? <laughs> but I guess there's something to the stability that would be comforting for for others maybe. But I think the cannabis industry lets folks thrive in uh, uh, kind of that tumultuous uh, rules and regulations. Exactly. And you know what's funny? So the payments industry is the same way. It's a constantly evolving industry with different rules and regulations. And I mentioned earlier, it's just it's an exciting industry to be a part of. And it was almost tapping out on innovation, you know, extreme innovation, but being able to bring, get into cannabis with payments is, is essentially being able to continue that exciting journey of payments in an industry that's so new to payments. Right, right. Uh, how about the new kid on the payment fintech block, uh, blockchain and like DeFi uh, banking and things like that? Do you think these are still kind of buzzwords that need to be harnessed more in the future or uh, actually applicable like technology to the, the payments realm or what are your thoughts well, around those yeah, guys? Blockchain and the security behind that technology is really important in payment, not just in, you know, in canvas payments, but all payments. Um, but, you know, as a company, we do not play in the cryptocurrency. We're all U.S. based in terms of our bank okay. processing. So I for see. me, I kind of stay out of that, that realm. Um, but... Yeah, I, I would yeah, say my knowledge that, is surface level. Yeah, same. <laughs> we'll we'll keep that uh, keep that door open and find a someone in the cannabis industry on the blockchain side. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's very interesting to see what can be done on uh, on the payments piece, and especially outside of payments. You know, working on the like with loyalty points or you know other other aspects there, and in, in e commerce um, integrations have been a uh, uh, a constant demand in the cannabis industry as well with, with startups like Payrio and, and others that are recognizing gaps that, you know, state compliant software just doesn't, just doesn't cut it. Exactly. I think that, yeah, it's a, a exciting place for sure. On, uh, so outside of, uh, of Payrio, you mentioned that you consume on a, on a semi-regular basis or regularly uh, what is your consumption method of preference? Are you a, a flower fan, a concentrate, oh, edibles? So I, I, all three, so I love flowers. <laughs> Keep the list going, right? Yeah, I do love flower. Um, gummies are, you know, up there um, in a pinch. I like gummy, and then, um, you know, concentrate tinctures are, for me, Yeah, just easily, tinctures easily applicable, uh, and uh, you know, not so not so uh, attention gathering, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I like the yeah. ceremonial um, part of smoking, right? Like the flower. Yeah. But a gummy is just a really good way, and a pinch, or if if, if I'm solo, right? Just have a gummy, yep. go on my way. And hey, with a. Right, right. And with your eyes closed, you know, you could make that ceremonial with the gummy as well. Appreciating that, that flavor. <laughs> maybe, 
not as many steps as the grinding and kind of tapping out the the flour and things like that. I had I had some roommates in college that were like tuned to the noise that the metal grinder makes tapping out and you could be almost anywhere in the house making that noise and folks would arrive. <laughs> I love it. It's almost <laughs> like when the cork comes out of a wine bottle. Everyone, everyone <laughs> yep. Yeah. Start seeing what, what was just opened. Exactly. <laughs> well, have you seen more of the cannabis industries outside of California? Are there uh, any thoughts on, on your side as, or preferences? Are you still... Uh, a local fan and uh, is California your favorite? Oh, that's a good question. I think, yeah, California is my favorite. It's won me over. Um, it feels like home here. I mean, even back in high school, you know, we were, we were getting our hands on some, some pretty good cannabis. So I can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think yeah, I, I mentioned it on a previous episode, but my high school cannabis experience was awful like ditch weed, whatever made it to Kansas after you guys all got it. Oh, yeah, I know. It was all the leftovers you probably got. Over yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> now, that's, it's always good to see the different spaces. California is very, very high on my list as well. Uh, some of the, the outdoor grows and things there are just uh, untouchable in, in other markets. Not to throw shade on the other markets, of course. Everyone's learning, getting up there. California's just uh, spoiled with that, with that weather and landscape. Yeah, we are. <laughs> for sure, but I'll take it. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and keep churning out quality and, and processing payments. Well, exactly. Aubrey, thank you for coming on the episode here and uh, joining us today. Where can our listeners find out more about you and PayRio? Rio underscore HQ. Uh, you can also find us on the website www.payrio.co. Payrio.co. I actually have my calendar links right there on the website. Uh, I love to have conversations about what we're doing in the industry and payments, so I'm readily available. We look forward to hearing from you guys. Thank you for listening to the Apartment 113 podcast. For more information about the show and our range of services, visit apt113.com. We offer cannabis operations consulting, agile product management, and connoisseurship services. With over a decade of experience in the cannabis industry, Apartment 113 is here to help.